Well, everybody, welcome back in. It is it is Friday, and we would be remiss if we didn't have at least a couple fun, a couple weird, couple wacky stories in here. Now, this one's not really weird or wacky, but it certainly is interesting to think about. There is a new study out that says men, not women, are more likely to benefit from their good looks in the workplace. It's kind of a fascinating topic. Hiring expert and the president of CMP, Joe Frodsham, is joining us all the way from Dallas, Texas. Joe's done quite a bit of research here, and... Joe, I got questions, man, but let's let, let me get the overview from you first. How did this whole thing shake up? Where did it come from, and what does it really mean? Yeah, this was a longitudinal study done by a Polish university, but it was participants largely from the United States, over 11,000 of them. And over 18 years, 18 years ago, they had quantified how attractive they were. They actually had a, a whole independent kind of empirical process to identify attractiveness. And then they mapped it as far as uh, did attractiveness predict career success as measured by career progression and satisfaction and pay. And what they found is there was a positive correlation that the more attractive you are, the, the um, on average, better you progressed and better you were paid in organizations through 18 years of work and career progression, uh, which was, I think, fascinating. And very consistent with some other, a lot of other research that shows there really is a beauty bias, that beautiful people have a halo effect. People tend to think they're smarter, better, want to spend more time with them and reaffirm them more. Mm-hmm. Is there, was there any, I, I don't know how you would do it, but was there any correlation study between attractiveness and also in performance, any kind of empirical and performance markers that might have said, you know what, they just, they happenstantially happen to be better looking, but they're also better at what they're doing? They actually didn't. What they found is that people were more forgiving of failures and mistakes if you were attractive. Um, but, but there wasn't any kind of you know, that you were actually a higher performer if you were attractive, just that you're, they're more forgiving and you were rewarded more in the organization. Now, you're right. It's a really good question, though, because, you know, theoretically, you could say someone's more confident. You know, there's a lot of hypotheses that would say maybe they just perform better. But they didn't find that in the study. It, you know, all else being equal, attractive people do better. Now, as you may know, there is a little bit of an interesting nuance there that attractive men did better than attractive women. So there was a beauty bias across both genders that attractive men actually benefited more from being attractive than women, which was hmm. a surprising insight, actually. Yeah. What kind of was there any margin that was measurable there between the two? I mean, is a big jump between attractive men and attractive women, or was it relatively close? It's about about a twenty percent difference, um, you know, on their scale and their, you know, as they kind of quantified career progression and pay and that sort of thing. So yeah. that's meaningful. It was a meaningful difference, and you know, a lot of studies have shown that you know, again, there's a beauty bias regardless of gender, but that women sometimes have some added baggage where there's some jealousy and some other attribution as far as who they are, you know, whether they should be appreciated for the beauty more than men. So they have some of that, the, the peer pressure and issues that men don't. Like, in other words, many times women who are at the same level will um, hold another woman's looks against her, whereas men tend not to do that if there's an attractive. Yeah, of course. You know, this, one of the things that just jumped into my mind, and it may be a little bit off the wall, but from a hiring standpoint, certainly in any kind of, of facing forward sales style of industry, if I was a potential employer and I'm reading this study, it may just be reaffirming biases that I already have. I mean, like want the best looking, smartest, best talking people out there. But from a hiring standpoint, of course, you really are not supposed to be hiring people purely based on looks unless you're in a business that's, you know, marketing looks themselves. 
So what kind of dangerous territory does that them into? Were there maybe behind the scenes then um, some unfair hiring practice? Oh, I mean, what it shows is they're just hiring is wrought with bias, right? Without any checks and balances and empiricism, we all tend to hire ourselves, people who look and think like us, uh, which is kind of the worst thing you can do. And what we found, I mean, it, the research shows it, and I've seen it just, just from every day as we fill thousands of roles every year, is what I've found is that our decisions are never as rational as we'd like them to be, right? They tend to be much sure. more emotional. People within five minutes know whether they like someone or not. And if they like them, find them attractive, appreciate them, want to spend time with them, they'll look for reasons to hire them. If they don't like them, don't think they'll fit, don't think they're you know, someone they want to spend time with, they're going to look for reasons not to hire them. Like, hey, they're not a cultural fit, or I don't think they'll work well within the team, or I just didn't connect. They'll come up with sometimes really, you know, really, really wishy-washy reasons, but nonetheless reasons to not hire the person. So our, our decision-making is much more emotive than we'd like it to be, and the degree to which you can, you know, kind of fight against that through critical behavior interviewing, being more empirical, looking at the requirements of the role versus kind of who you like and don't like, looking for your opposite, people who will compliment you, not just agree with you. Those sorts of things are really important. Otherwise, bias will always come in. Yeah. Sure. And I guess, you know, lastly, the thing that crossed my mind, and it may not contain this, but was there any kind of cross-sectional work done in terms of the industries themselves? I mean, from, from sales to manufacturing to engineering, or is it just a broad study? There's 11,500 11, people. It's quite quite a large sample over a long period of time. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. You know, I didn't see an industry breakout. I think that would be really good to see if they could run the data that way. Because, you know, is there a difference between professional services versus manufacturing versus, you know, male-dominated versus female-dominated industries? Certainly if you have PR, law, you'd have more more women versus construction, right? It would be more men. All of that would be really nice. I have not seen them run the data by industry. What we do know anecdotally is, you know, obviously if you're a sales customer facing roles, you know, attractiveness is seen as, as a benefit. But beyond that, there really hasn't been research at upside. Yeah. Well, Joe, I tell you, anecdotally, I'm in the finance industry and in the, in the planning part of our industry. And I know quite a few women who are incredibly successful in, in my industry. And I've heard them say at times, if they find themselves in front of a man and a woman, often, to, you know, in the retiree market, especially 50 and up, they, they will really focus on trying to speak to the wife almost almost entirely because they're so worried that if they direct a lot of their attention towards the husband, that creates some kind of rift. And they, oftentimes they find themselves without a second or a follow-up appointment. So it is a strange dynamic because I never, I've never heard a man say that. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't There's a lot of sensitivity to that. I think when you look at the male, female, man, woman kind of married dynamic, and, and I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, as I shared before, where they say women don't do as well because of looks, because there is a peer competition aspect of it. Yeah. I think that you see that playing out in what you just said, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, real sensitive that's, to that. Uh, that's, that's, a really, that's a really interesting thing to think about. Joe, thanks for filling us in. Joe Fradsham, everybody. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. And if you want to give us your comments or thoughts on this, 800 859